from one dipstick in Georgia to another dipstick in Texas. Welcome to Two Dipsticks Garage with the Chance Brothers. You can't help but find bargain after bargain at Costco. <laughs> I got got the other day walking in and they had this diffuser and it was like, it's a waterless diffuser. And I was like, you know. We've been talking about a waterless diffuser, and look how elegant it looks. And it comes with two cents. And uh, I got an impulse buy of $100 from Costco. <laughs> it's like, dang it, they got me. This husband math stuff just, it never stops with us. It's, it's, <laughs> like, you spent 100 bucks on what? <laughs> I Well, I knew my wife was talking about it. We were talking about our interest in a waterless diffuser. And sure enough, there was one right there on the shelf. And then I thought it would be a great Christmas gift. And then I break into it uh, that day. So <laughs> we're two months away from Christmas and we have a diffuser for a hundred dollars. I did the same thing with the, the doll set from the princess bride. I saw a collection that has five. So it's Vincini plus, the Princess and Dread Pirate Roberts and Andre the Giant in uh, Inigo Mantoya. Uh-huh. So, and and I saw that and I was like, I have never seen merchandise for this ever anywhere. So impulse buy hundred dollars later, <laughs> they show up. I'm so proud. And Michelle's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, you think you're doing something good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we do we do have something really good to talk about today, though. But okay. I have to – I say it's really good where eventually it will be really good. Right now, it's pretty much in the suck stage. Who? Zoomy, the 05 Mazda Miata, Mazda Speed. So it has mm-hmm. the turbo on the 1.8, has the BP block. The block is quite desirable, which is very nice because now I have three of them. So last year – uh, August 2022, I was cruising down one of the back roads of Texas, twisty, fun, realized that I had overheated the engine. Mm-hmm. Like the needle was there. Yikes. Oh, man. So I, I turn on the heat and pipe it down, and there's just nothing for it. I've got loss of power. There's smoke coming out the back. <sighs> uh, had Had piston slap, and... I was like, well, crap, now we got to put a put an engine in it. So I sourced an engine out of Houston. Somebody had it on Craigslist or something. So $800 and I'm getting a deal, right? Yeah. Bring it back, give it to the mechanic, and he says, this engine's no good. Look at this. And sure enough, like valves are burnt and everything's crispy on it. I'm like, oh, oh, man. I was so excited for this engine. <laughs> so went and sourced another engine. And paid fifteen hundred for it, okay. and brought it back. And he says, "Yes, this is a good engine." I said, "Okay, good." So we, he puts it in. Months later, I get the car back, and the boost on it is is the wastegate on this replacement engine is no good, and it's a single piece wastegate turbo headers. Oh. To take the wastegate off, you have to take the turbo off. But okay. that's mounted to the headers. And if you're going to go that far in, you might as well just one piece, boop, boop, be yep. done with it. Mm-hmm. So this particular mechanic told me that he was retiring. And I knew that. And I okay. got the car back. And he shut down his shop. 
And here I am needing a wastegate. So I take it to a different shop. And I tell them, hey, I've got the original wastegate off the original engine. That thing worked well. They said, great, bring it in. So I bring it in. They put it on. This At this point, I'm up to like $3,500 in buying engines, yeah. paying for it to get in. Mm-hmm. Cost me $1,000 even though I provide the part for them to put the the wastegate back onto the car. Yep. But they don't connect the piping correctly. And I don't know this. And overboost is a thing. Okay. And it will kill your engine. Sure. And now it's fall of 2023. We've had the car back in running condition since March. And I've got to replace the engine again. And I'm just looking at my logical progression here mm. of I'm going to save a buck and buy an $800 engine. Well, that didn't yep. turn out to be well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to save a buck and buy a $1,500 engine. Okay, but the wastegate is bad. Okay, here's another wastegate. But then I don't know enough about these, and I didn't check with the mechanic to see if they knew enough about it. Yeah. So you now just I'm assume back to, that they know how to put it back together. Exactly. And I'm back Sorry to square for being one. so naive. Thinking, you know, do I take these three engines that I have, pull them apart, figure out what parts I have, put an engine back together? Not like I know how to do this, right? I'm, there's a, a YouTube diagram, I'm sure, of saying when you pull an engine apart, put your big cardboard box up, plug your bolts and nuts and all your hardware in and label them. And yeah. then you know where they go when you put your engine back together. Mm-hmm. This is this is a dumb idea for me to do. It's really I'm in a rental house that I'm supposed to be moving out of in like three to four months. Yeah. What I think would be a weekend project to disassemble an engine and rebuild an engine out of three would be more than three to four months. Yep. So the other part of this is we could just trade it in and upgrade from an NB Miata to, I don't know. ND Miata or mm-hmm. GR86 or mm-hmm. what else is out there now? You've got a lot of other options out there. We do. I, so if we put like a price, a top price tag on this at $40,000, what would be a reasonable fun car to get? I'm still hung up on, I guess, what happened for for this latest iteration of what happened to the engine. But your hypothesis here is that the engine was overboosted and it didn't it so, didn't expel the excess yes. boost right yes after having the car that was working for i guess a few months uh-huh. and then it started boosting and then it would cut out and drop the boost and then instantly get it back and it's the strangest thing oh and the RX8 guy who we've mm-hmm. talked about before He said, go talk to this other mechanic. This is the one that you want to know in town. And sure enough, his name is Dan. And Dan is, God, he's just like us. He'll sit there and talk to you about the turbocharged minivans of the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) They're just ridiculous. And he made one to like 350 horsepower. (laughs) and just blew people off the road back in the day. Love it. So I took it into him. He looked at it and he's like, look, I hate to tell you this, but. You've got overboost. The whoever did the work on the install did not put the hoses, connect the hoses correctly. Okay. And so you didn't have controlled boost and you got overboost and that has killed gotcha. your engine. Gotcha. Okay. So it, that one's toasty as well. So they're, yeah, they're okay. So they're all three toast. 
Got a beautiful triple <sighs> black Mazda Speed Miata that Michelle absolutely loves to take from our house into Austin when she needs to go to the office. And she can't because it's just sitting here. And now the question is, do we hang on to it or do we upgrade? And the only thing she's pushed back against when I say a new Miata, and I say new, like 2016 plus. Okay. She says, does it have a turbo? I said, no, but it's a two liter and it has a little bit more horsepower than what you've got right now. She goes, yeah, but can we put a turbo on it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love where her head's at. I'm like, okay, so now we could realistically look at, at doing like a fifteen oh. to eighteen thousand dollar ND Miata, six speed, low mileage, good condition, two liter, with the eventual purpose of putting a small turbo on it. That could be very fun. Can that generation of Miata handle much boost? Like, do you run a, another risk? How long would it be good for? I have no idea. And has it been done? I'm sure. But what's longevity? Yeah. I, I think that's a coin flip. I'm torn on this because obviously she seems to love Zumi mm-hmm. with all of its its quirks. Zumi can't seem to source an engine that is plumbed correctly or wired correctly. And to be fair to cooled Zumi, correctly. that is... My curse, right? I I put that on Zoomy. Zoomy's been a great car until I was I was zooming down the back country roads and overheating it. Until that time, it was a good car. It should be uh, capable of cooling itself. So so then you kind of run into a. Do you just run into this problem again? I know you said you swapped out the thermostat for a lower temperature one, and maybe that could solve the problem. But you could be in the same situation next summer when it's again another hot day in Texas and. You're kind of getting on to Zoomy. True story. Now, that when I when I say I was driving down the back roads, spirited, yes. Aggressive, no. I had been down that yeah. road in Ruby, the Legacy GT, much faster, yeah. much harder, and zero issue. So for this to uh, to occur was a little bit of a surprise, but yeah. Is there a vehicle out there that is... By the way, Toyota just released that they are pursuing a new Celica. I saw that today. Yes. Mm-hmm. They haven't deciphered what the engine technology will be. Could be electric, could be hydrogen, could be hybrid. We don't know. But they yeah. did say that they are pursuing that, and that made me happy. Yes. Uh, but what other vehicles might be out there that would be comparable in, shall we say, fun factor? Because this Miata is stupid fun. Yeah. It kind of depends on what she prefers in it. And because there's a, there's a huge spectrum, of course, of performance coupes out there. I mean, you've got, you've got your muscle cars, of course. So then you can go through the, the big three, right? You've got your Mustang, your Camaro, your Challenger, a.k.a. Boat. And then you've got <laughs> more of your nimble style, which is now you start getting into six cylinders, V6 you know, cars, which are a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one that comes to mind is the new Z, mm-hmm. which has been from all accounts that I've been hearing on it, an underrated car. And it's been one of those things where people drive it and they say, it's such a good car and we love it. But they always do this butt thing. And they're like, well, for the money, you could get mm. a Z4 or some other something else that's out there. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's maybe not a muscle car person, 
it seems she more leans to the uh, the tuner or import world. But I would I would kind of go between either the Z or the Supra because the Supra comes in a six speed manual as well. That's true. That's and true. That, that makes some power. I'm glad that you brought up these questions because handling and acceleration would be her top two things. Yeah. Top speed, not her biggest thing. Okay. And luxury, not her biggest thing. So, I mean, an 05 Miata with cloth yeah. seats on the inside doesn't have automatic climate control, mm -hmm. do doesn't have heated seats or cooled seats, doesn't even have cruise control. Yeah. This is her favorite car ever. And so she would love to repair it, but she also understands that for the same amount of dollars that we would really spend, right? We'd spend five to seven thousand dollars on a fully built engine. Realistically. Right. Nothing that's not a four hundred horsepower thing, but like two hundred fifties fine for that car. Uh, mm -hmm. Any much more than that, you're gonna be a bit ridiculous. And that's not yep. her thing. Yep. So then the only downside that she has with this car is that it's loud. Like the soft top or the hard top is just loud inside. And yeah. It's probably common for many small sports cars. It's just loud when you've got a hard top on, which is usually what you have in Texas because it's 105 degrees. Right. Yeah. You know, another one that comes to mind too, as we're thinking of this is, I think we had this discussion a, a, a few episodes ago, but we were discussing between the new Honda Civic Type R mm -hmm. and the Integra Type S. And we were kind mm -hmm. of going between the two of, you know, the, the Integra, everyone who reviews it says it's the more refined version of the Civic Type R. And then it's like, why would you ever want refined? Well, you may want something that's more of a, a two-door approach in the Integra Type S. Same engine, same power plant, but a little bit quieter and a little mm -hmm. bit less harsh than the Civic Type R. The Civic Type R is a bit over the top in styling. I think if you ask me where the Integra Type S is a little more subtle in its approach, I would say, but the same 300 horsepower power plant in that six-speed manual, everyone says, is buttery smooth. Mm -hmm. Could be something a little smaller uh, to consider. I see you thinking. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, you said Honda, and I immediately went to the S2000. I, obviously uh -huh. an older car, but at the same time in the ballpark and naturally aspirated. Did they come with a factory hard top? It doesn't fold away, right? It, it just removes and then it has a soft top. I want to say some of them had that hard top that you could remove yourself. I'm trying to remember all the variations of them, and I can't quite. <laughs> Look, so... I, I think that you're on the right course. They're staying small. Yep. I think the Supra is probably the largest that she would consider, and only because she thinks it looks like the Batmobile. <laughs> if I'm not going to lie, it would be pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, so we were at a car show this past weekend, and I saw an S2000. I could not believe this, but it had the C7 Corvette's Z06 engine, the LSA Wow. Supercharged V8 in an S2000. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Safe to say they had to cut a little bit of metal off of the hood to fit that blower in there. Mm -hmm. 
but my God, I have no idea how much power this put down. And I, I walked around the back, but first of all, the width of the tires front and rear were just astonishing. Of course, it had drag radials on the rear. Mm-hmm. And then I go around and the trunk is open and there is a nitrous tank in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't want to live anymore. <laughs> What was that image you sent me that husband math is spending $28,700 on a $2,700 car? That's exactly right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So he probably bought an S2000 with a toast motor. He said, you know what? Let's do some things here. Mm, I like that. If I remember right, they may have had some supercharger kits for the S2000. And they could handle some boost as well if you wanted to just throw a turb ski on there. Not mm-hmm. much, but I, I know that they could handle some. It was a solid engine. Rev to the moon. Right. And of course, now I'm thinking LS swap for Zoomy. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. You could go to the junkyard and pick up a $500 5.3 and just drop that bad boy in there. And you're making 250 horsepower, 300 torques. Yeah, already done. Right there. Just click, click, boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I got to research this. I got to see if if the Mazda six speed bolts up to the or what kind of kit it takes to bolt up to a an LS. Yeah, I don't know that this podcast is good for my health. <laughs> your mental or your financial health? Because I guess we should consider either one. Yeah, a little bit of both, right? A little from column A and a little from column B. <laughs> Oh, the possibilities are endless. There's so many fun things to do. You could shave a little bit out of that engine bay. You know, maybe relocate the strut towers, shock towers a little bit in the front. That way, you could fit in a big old 5.3. 5.3 from a Camaro? 5.3 from a sedan? 5.3 from a truck? The the five three I'm referring to is the ones that just came in like your your uh, Silverados, Tahoes, mm-hmm. you know the the pretty reliable five three. I don't know if you could fit in an LS three, which is the six point two from the Camaro. <laughs> but if you want four hundred and twenty six horsepower, uh huh, that might be something. Yeah, you experience that power plant in a four thousand pound car. Now imagine you cut that nearly in half. <laughs> you, got, you got a piss missile on your hands. There are two 5.3 V8s in the local auto salvage yard here. Uh-huh. Now the, the wheels are turning much more than I thought they would be. Because that, that would be cool. Uh, obviously, the, the LS swap has been done on Miatas before, but there's yep. probably other engines that we could stick in there. Heck, even the new 2.5 Sky Active that yeah. is putting out, what, 227 horsepower on lower octane fuel and then like 300 some odd horsepower on top octane. Like, wow. ridiculous. Wow. There have been so many LS swaps on Miatas. I'm sure there's a kit out there. It's got your whole wiring harness, some form of a shift kit, I bet. I mean, I feel like you have a lot of options out there. The thing is, though, if you had cooling problems with the 1.8, you can imagine you're going to have some serious cooling problems with the 5.3 in the same cooling setup. So you'll have to try to figure out a way to really cool that down. Makes me go like, what the heck? Yeah. (laughs) 
Why did it have cooling problems, especially at speed? I know, which is exactly what the radiator wants. <laughs> air. Yes. Here's yeah. all the air you want. Stay cool. It's like, mm-mm. I, I had that problem in my 2004 Silverado. It had the 5.3, and at red lights in the summer, I would just watch the temperature gauge just climb and climb and climb. It had a belt-driven fan, and I just don't think it had the ability to keep up. I guess the I think the the later models like the O fives and O sixes had electric fans, so that you didn't really have those problems as pronounced. But I didn't even know it was a thing. Just expected a car that was post Y two K to be able to cool itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got some research to do. I I do, and now I'm thinking about like what are all the other cool engines that have come out that are reliable have some punch to them and we could fit inside the engine bay of the Miata. Well, I know at one point you had your hands on a GS 300. I did. And it had a two JZ in it, but that one has gone away. However, the 2.3 liter Mazda speed motor that's in the Mazda Speed 3 was also connected to an all-wheel drive system in the Mazda Speed 6. I wonder how hard it would be to adapt that for a rear-wheel drive platform. Another idea, uh, how about a rotary swap? (laughs) I don't... Now, you know that would fit. I do, and it would sound amazing. And the question would be, do we go back to the 13B with the twin turbos that came out of the FD3... RX-7 back in the 90s. <laughs> I think we do, because that's 250 horsepower. Sounds yep. like an F1 car. I hate that, that would you might have just talked me into this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've shown you those videos of those guy, that guy that did a four-rotor RX-7. Mm-hmm. My goodness. It was it. The red line was 10,000 RPM, making 2,000 horsepower. That's insane. I don't even know enough about the rotary engine to say that it, how many rotors it's supposed to have. It comes with two rotors, right? And then you can put two more in, in it, but it yeah, takes yeah. a lot of uh, know-how to do that, yeah? Yeah. I think it comes with two, and then you can slap another on, and then this guy said, I don't think one more is good enough. How about another one? <laughs> Let's double it. But that would be, it would sound incredible. 13B, the 1.3 liter 13B. Oh, I've only driven that car one time, and I remember it just like it was yesterday. Oh, my word. You start with two, and then if she doesn't like the two, then you just you add on a third. <laughs> just keep on going. <laughs> well, that would be like, that'd be $7,000. There's one right now on eBay Motors with a transmission for 6900 That's fully assembled, turbos, alternator, the whole kit. I knew this didn't feel right. It's just <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> oh, that'd be so fun. <laughs> Babe, I got you a motor and transmission. What is it? It's a rotary. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, a kazoo? No, it's awesome. <laughs> then I'm coming out and I'm, yes. I'm driving it. Yes. <laughs> You and your 42 miles per gallon. I need a reprieve from my insane fuel economy. (laughs) Come out here. Let's get it. Let's get minimal miles per gallon. (laughs) All right. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go look this up. 
I'm going to go study and see what it would take to do a, a rotary swap on that. Cause it's, that would not be ideal, but it would be so cool. Oh yeah. So much fun. Uh, yep. And then I'll report back on it. And okay. I did more husband mathing and before the end of the year is out, I may have committed a million dollars to doing something that my wife didn't know that I committed to doing. Oof. I'm sure it's fine. That's a big meatball. <laughs> <laughs> so when do we get to find out about that? Next time. <laughs> You're closing up shop with two dipsticks garage. Feel free to open up another one to see what them chance brothers are getting into next. <laughs> <laughs>